0: What did we just watch, Amy? We just watched The Mummy. And if you're thinking, which mummy? Good question. It was the 2017 Mummy with Tom Cruise. That was the one. That was the one. We just watched it. And now we have thoughts. These are our first thoughts. Unrehearsed, unresearched, with spoilers. Yeah. So, if you don't want spoilers, go watch the movie. And then come back and check in with us.
1: Yeah, although I... I don't know that I'm going to, like, recommend watching the movie.
0: I've... So, I was expecting it to be on the bad side of mediocre, and I felt like it was just mediocre. Yeah, it was on the
1: mediocre side of mediocre.
0: Yeah. So, that was higher than my expectations (laughs) for it. So, therefore... I... I am frankly shocked at how
1: uncharismatic Tom Cruise was throughout the whole movie. I don't know if he wasn't trying or if he was trying to do something and it didn't work. Uh, but
0: nope, Felicity. I
1: found him incredibly dull. Yeah, which is a weird thing to say about Tom Cruise, a man who um, is a lot of things as an actor, but dull is rarely one of them.
0: That's true. That's true. He didn't. It was a very one-dimensional character and one-dimensional performance. Yeah.
1: Befitting a pretty one-dimensional movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what did you think?
0: Well, like you just said, I thought it was on the mediocre side of mediocre. over. I actually, I didn't mind it. It was just like Saturday afternoon popcorn movie. Turn your brain off. Not.
1: Yeah.
0: Like amazing action scenes or special effects but enough to like keep you watching i don't know i almost
1: fell asleep at one point so
0: (laughs) man i just must be starved for like d-level action adventure films i mean if you want some real
1: bad action adventure movies i got those too i'm sure you do
0: (laughs) i'm sure you
1: do This one, um, this was, for for our friends at home and family and folks who listen to us, Uh, this was sort of the launch of the Dark Universe. Yes, I
0: thought we would mostly have this podcast so you could answer my question of what is the Dark (laughs) Universe, which you would not answer at the beginning of the film. No, because
1: it's funnier. (laughs)
0: You wanted to wait until you could record the answer. So what do you
1: think the dark universe is?
0: I mean, it's probably something that universal launched that was going to incorporate its monster properties. Mhm.
1: And it you got was, it. Oh. Sorry. Kevin, squeak, squeaks, in,
0: squeak, squeak. Squeaks in your ears. I'm
1: sorry, buddy. And
0: Just my don't, friends at home. Don't move. Just pretend okay, you're a statue. Just a statue. All right. He doesn't move. So, what's
1: the dark universe?
0: Uh, so I figured they were gonna open up this for sequels with Russell Crowe's character, who has this like uh lair of super secret monster hunter people, and he had he looked like he had like the arm of the swamp thing, and he had a skull with vampire fangs, and he was. Jekyll and Hyde, mm-hmm. so that's that's a monster yep. right there. So I figured they were trying to set up that there would be sequels in in that. Yeah, not universe. only were they
1: trying to set it up, they announced a number of films that were going to be a part of the Dark Universe project, of which none of them happened.
0: <laughs> well, and this film was 2017, so yeah. no, it's it's basically not been happen. established
1: that the whole thing got scrapped. Because this movie did so poorly at the box office, Um, which is pretty funny. But They were going to do a Jekyll and Hyde. They were going to do an Invisible Man. Uh, Johnny Depp had been cast as the Invisible Man.
0: Hmm, Was that before or after all the allegations against him? He was cast
1: before. They canceled the movie after.
0: Cool. (laughs) Cool, cool.
1: Uh I mean they didn't cancel the movie because of those. They cancelled the movie, I think, because they cancelled the Dark Universe. Mm-hmm. Um There were rumors that Dwayne Johnson was gonna play The Wolfman. Okay. That one hadn't been confirmed, but there were there were they were gonna do the whole They were trying to do the Marvel Cinematic Universe with a property they own.
0: I mean, it's really fascinating to me because you just bought the Universal Monster Collection on DVD. Is it a Criterion or is it, no, it just it's just, it's just, it's a just DVD universal. set? yeah. So it's like Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Invisible Man, uh, Invisible Man Returns, right? Mummy. Yeah, um, it's thirty this, movies. <laughs> it, yeah, and so they've had those. Those are like the classic monster films Mm -hmm. that you see referenced in pop culture Mm -hmm. all the time. Um, And then we had the Brendan Fraser Mm -hmm. mummy movies in the late 90s. And you said there was another one in the 70s.
1: It was actually the the late 50s. I was wrong on the time period. But it it had uh, Peter Cushing Mm. um, in the Hammer Horror period. Hammer was a studio, not unlike Universal, that made a bunch of horror movies starring Dracula and the Mummy and the Invisible Man. I don't know if that was a hammer horror, but there was there was a number of them that starred like Peter Cushing and similar caliber actors.
0: Well does Universal own like the property rights to the mummy, the invisible man, Frankenstein? So in most
1: cases no. I don't know about the mummy specifically, but Dracula is the novel mm-hmm. public domain. Uh Invisible Man is a novel public domain. The Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde public domain. Frankenstein public domain. So they don't. So anyone can make an Invisible Man movie based on the novel. Or, That's
0: what I thought. I thought yeah. they were all public domain. But
1: characters. Universal has certain aspects of the characters that they can theoretically claim ownership of. You know, the lawyers would have to get involved, and it's like, well, you're using Bela Lugosi's Dracula, so that's infringement on our copyright, versus, well, you're using the Bram Stoker Dracula, and so that's fine. It's complicated. um, But Universal does have a certain cachet when it comes to these characters. Because of their history in the forties and fifties or twenties and thirties and forties and fifties, um, that give it some heft like there that is a category, the universal monsters that is relatively well known in movie circles, even if originally they were just monsters made by universal they weren't a shared universe or anything like that. they they kind of were eventually. There's a number of movies where they cross over even before you Mm -hmm. get to Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein and the Mummy and the Invisible Man. Um, Wolfman, that's another one of them. So they don't own all of them. They don't own the original versions of all of them. But they've certainly worked on it.
0: I think a dark universe would have been interesting. A dark universe of your... Yeah. Monsters. Your classic monsters. I
1: think you could have done something really interesting with it. I think this movie fell into the same trap that the DC Universe did, which is they tried to do too much too early. Mm. Um, And I get why they would try to do that. But, you know, the second Superman movie second or third? I think it was the second Superman movie had Batman and Wonder Woman in it. Mm -hmm. Like, that's you're just, you're cramming them in immediately. Um, And it took something like ten Marvel movies before we had the Avengers. That's true. Um, And the shared universe aspects of it weren't all the movies are crossing over all the time. It was a shared universe. Like, hey, this is happening, and this is happening over here, and this is happening over here. And when you try and cram all of them into one movie, it doesn't serve the movie.
0: So you think in trying to do too much, it was in trying to introduce, like, the Russell Crowe character Mm -hmm. and this mysterious organization Mm -hmm. he runs.
1: Yeah. I I think that was unnecessary, because this never felt like a movie about The Mummy. This was. This didn't feel like a mummy movie to me. It felt mm. like a Dark Universe movie. <laughs> mm. um, like we're four or five movies in already. But not that I'm opposed to getting to the idea of the Dark Universe as a thing that could happen. Um, although Universal has since, I think, put out a number of other movies loosely based on these characters that are not... Dark Universe movies, because we had, like, Renfeld came out last year or the year before. Voyage of, um... I wanted to call it the Voyage of the Dawn Treader, Last Voyage of the Demeter, Demeter, which was a Dracula movie. Mm. Um, I mean, they made an Invisible Man movie with... The Handmaid's Tale.
0: The actress? Yes. Now I can't think of her name. Moss. Elizabeth Moss. There you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the guy from Leverage.
0: Timothy Hutton?
1: Nope.
0: Noah Wiley? Hardison. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Alec something? Yep.
1: Yeah. Anyway. He was H. The in-
0: Alec H something? Yeah. He
1: was the invisible man in The Invisible Man.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: You didn't see him a lot because he was invisible.
0: I thought it was interesting that this film didn't really have any named actors except for Tom Cruise and and Russell Crowe. Crow. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, uh, the dead guy is mildly famous. The
0: dead guy?
1: The guy that gets zombified very early on, Tom Cruise's friend. Oh,
0: Jake Johnson? Yeah. Okay, I knew I recognized him, but I didn't know. From... He's
1: most famous from... Uh, New Girl.
0: Okay, that's what I thought. Oh, I was that guy. Uh, he
1: was also on the show we really enjoyed, which was... The Stump Portland.
0: Town, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: that got canceled, unfortunately. Um,
0: yeah, but he's not a celebrity.
1: No, in not like, in the same way that Tom Cruise and Russell Crowe yeah, are. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um... I thought... Apparently the actor who played Aminette Sophia Botella, mm-hmm. which I thought was an Italian name, is actually Algerian. So That's interesting. That is like adjacent to I mean, casting it's, someone. It's closer. Looks Egyptian. It's closer. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. I thought it was weird that we had to make the mummy a hot lady.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much all she was, is classic male gaze um, material.
1: Yeah, she got, she got funny drawings on her, and her wrappings um, frame her bosom very well.
0: Yeah, well, and then you see a lot of her walking slowly with fabric fluttering behind yeah. her and undressing, and um, she does this, like, villain female villain gaze, it's, like, looking down, like, under your eyebrows. Yeah. And you're, like, kind of smizing while you're doing it. you're
1: definitely smizing.
0: Yeah. That's what, um... (laughs) That's what was happening there. A
1: relatively small cast, though. Like, actually looking at the cast, there's, like, four characters.
0: Maybe that's why it felt kind of, like, empty. Yeah. Like, not much, um... All of the
1: action sequences felt boring, which is yeah, such a shame. Yeah, there wasn't anything,
0: anything um, interesting going on. Yeah. Um, I thought it was going to be more interesting from the preview, because the preview does the plane yeah. crash, and I thought that was going to be interesting, but then it was all in the preview, and that was the only interesting yeah. action <laughs> to really happen. That was the closest happen.
1: thing, so, which, um, it's weird I know they don't... like The people who make trailers aren't necessarily the ones who make the movie. Um, it's real weird to put a character's miraculous escape from death in the movie trailer. And then rob it of any and all urgency in mm. the film itself. Yeah, this is where
0: I come back to sometimes I shouldn't watch the trailer right before watching yeah. the movie. Like I said, Barbarian, though, had really they good did trailers. It. They did a really didn't good job. give stuff away. It still yep. made you interested. Go watch Barbarian. Uh,
1: there was a bit of a, a funny kerfuffle I remember on the internet in, I guess, 2015, 2016, when the first version of the trailer that got released was missing all the sound effects. And so it was the same trailer that you watched, but it was just like Tom Cruise yelling. <laughs> Oops. Like it missed an audio track, uh, it got pulled down, which was sad. But it was very funny.
0: <laughs> Oops! Somebody got in trouble ah! for that. Uh huh.
1: Um,
0: I didn't know they were gonna be zombies. wasn't Wasn't thrilled that. Uh, yeah. Um, zombie mummies. Well, they it weren't was fine. They were just zombies. They were because the
1: mummy could make zombies.
0: Zombie desiccated humans.
1: Yeah, they were. Templars, a lot of them, you know, because mm. we got to fold the Templars in here somehow too.
0: Yeah, we're we're <laughs> taking all our boxes <laughs> on our little history channel. Yeah, ancient mysteries.
1: Yeah, Templars and mummies, no aliens.
0: Um. Yeah, I kept thinking it's weird that. We dig up ancient Egyptians. I think it's real weird. And and in general, people who have been buried, yeah. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure today. Well, I hope archaeologists <laughs> and whatnot who who do those things have a more like uh, ethical standard in place. Sure. For doing it, which um, is
1: fair, but it's also like helpful to, like, it wasn't okay in the 1930s when they were making the first Mummy movies, mm-hmm. but also people were much more blasé about it. Doing it in 2017 and not, like, making much of a big deal about it seems weird.
0: <laughs> but Tom Cruise and his friend are clearly treasure hunters. So yeah. They're all for the treasure. Except they're also in the military. Yeah, they're and both. And somehow use their... Military operations to. Well, I guess actually that does seem plausible.
1: Actually, that it, seems uh, incredibly that likely.
0: <laughs> not likely. I mean, it's definitely. I'm not anti.
1: It's definitely happened.
0: <laughs> I'm not saying all military people are bad. The system is bad.
1: <laughs> uh, there are definitely people in the military who have used their connections to steal treasures. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, and, and I was I
1: thought this was the case, but I had to go look it up. The Brendan Fraser movies were also set in the 30s mm-hmm. as well, which, again, is doesn't make it okay to rob graves. Um, but also, like, The Mummy as a franchise is kind of about, hey, maybe it's a bad idea to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, because you'll get cursed, not because it's, like, morally reprehensible or anything. Um, but I can work with that metaphor. But setting this in the modern day... And just being like, yeah, I guess we're cool with, with robbing this grave. It's important.
0: Just going to take the sarcophagus and head on out. Yes.
1: Put it on a helicopter and then on an airplane.
0: Yep. With the no care. Take yeah. it. Anyways, it's weird. I don't know. We were watching a History Channel mystery, which we do for fun <laughs> sometimes, uh, on the curse of yeah. um site. Yeah. And it just is very it's fascinating. Just weird. How cool everyone was just completely opening this grave and taking everything out. Yep. (laughs) But I'm also guessing that what happened to the team that was working on that site and the mysterious deaths of them is Mm -hmm. what has caused the interest in the mummy as a movie kind of franchise.
1: Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's a little silly. The whole thing's a little silly. But I'm okay with a little silly. I could have done it with more silly in this.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, um, um it's more, more silly.
1: I did think of a thing, and I don't know if it's because I just wasn't paying attention, but I don't know if they addressed how Tom Cruise got out of the room that he was locked in with Hyde after he turned him back into Jekyll.
0: Well, I feel like Jekyll just put his hand on the touch and well, opened Yeah, but we saw opened him keep his... fighting. I don't know. I don't know. But here's what really bothered me about that. Yes, please. They have this room. They have several, like, heavy bank vault-style doors. Mm-hmm. So nothing can get in or out. But then there's this huge wall of windows. <laughs> so if you're keeping something out, or apparently keeping something in... <laughs> You, you have this incredible weak spot here. Yeah, but Amy, think about the natural light. Yeah. Well, as it turns out, they can get uh, bars over them, but you have to press a button first. Yeah. For the bars to come If you don't know down. someone's
1: coming to attack.
0: Or if someone's coming from outside and. Yeah, Yeah, some, yeah someone's yeah, coming someone, out. Yeah, yeah, they don't give you a heads up. They're you not can't put, give the you warning to put the
1: bars yeah, down. By the time you push the button, it's already. They've blasted through the windows, and it's. Uh,
0: it's that, it that is what distracted me. Throughout that scene. That is where <laughs> I was stuck.
1: Totally fair. Yeah. Big windows. Um, yeah. I didn't think through a lot of it. Which is fine, I guess.
0: I mean, these are very just like stock performances of types of characters in these sorts of movies. Yeah. Like, there was one point where, in the very beginning, Russell Crowe is, like, he, they're in the secret Templar grave vault, uh-huh. and he's, like, telling an underling something, but staring straight ahead, concentrating on something <laughs> he's looking at while he says it.
1: Yeah, because it's also serving as exposition and narration for us, the audience.
0: Yes. But that was that's just such a stock. Yeah. Um, performance, film... Mm-hmm. thing technique it's not a technique um
1: it's a choice and not a great
0: one I don't know i'm I'm fine with it you you got a sick day and you just want something that's not gonna <laughs> make your brain do anything mm-hmm. just yeah just turn it on and uh yeah watch it i guess
1: I guess you can watch it. It is a movie you can watch. There's nothing particularly off-putting about it.
0: (laughs) Anything else? Uh,
1: I do think it's funny that, um, and the reason I know much about the Dark Universe at all is because Lindsay Ellis um, had Dark Universe t-shirts made for her and her friends Mm. to celebrate the Dark Universe.
0: And then it never happened. No, they did it
1: after it got canceled.
0: (laughs) Oh, like a morning celebration. Yeah. In memorial. I think Julia Nicholson
1: might have gotten one as well. Mm-hmm. I think it was in that that circle. Alright, I think that's enough. I don't have anything else. It's a movie. It's
0: a movie? You want to tell them about our Patreon? Sure,
1: we have a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash five degrees and support us uh, on a per episode basis, which is the best way to support us because uh, every time we make an episode, you give us a buck or two, and that's great. It helps us pay for hosting, and uh, our website, which is at 5degreesbetween.us, it will pay for that. The podcast, of course, will always be free, as podcasts are meant to be, so you can put us into any of your favorite podcatchers. But if you do choose to support us, you will get some bonus perks, like extra audio on every episode, uh, where we talk to our cat before and after we record the show, And a list of movies that we picked from. So I'll give Amy a selection of usually five or so movies, and she'll pick one of those. And then we'll watch it and record a podcast. Uh, The other benefit of being a per-episode basis is you can put a monthly cap on it. So you you get to decide how much you're willing to support us. If one episode is all you want to support per month, that's great. If we record 30 in a month and you're like, nope, can't do that, that's too many episodes. If you put a cap, you're good. We don't have to worry about it um you can also support us by telling your friends about the show and your enemies tell them both um and everyone but in between
0: not as punishment not as punishment just enemies. tell everyone
1: you know friends enemies in between whatever you got and rate us and review us on your favorite podcatcher and
0: is that all the things i think that's all the thank things thank you for listening to thank you show. for listening
1: say good night amy
0: good night amy